what's good, everybody? Prefer not to say back again for the fourth week in a row. Fourth week, yep, whole month. It's an anomaly. Yeah, it's kind of wild. We haven't been this consistent in a very long time. Yeah. And we'll be even more consistent because we'll have similar schedules. Yeah, about time. Because Greg finally gets consistent weekends off again. Yeah. No more seven days a week anymore. Yeah, no, no more seven days, six days, minimum 68 fucking hours a week type shit. None of that. That sounds awful. Yep. Nightmare fuel. I feel bad for everyone that still does it. I couldn't. It's just that's just too much. No, you were Nobody was built to do, to put in that many hours, bro. That's not life. That's like two steps away from strapping you up to a machine, <laughs> you know, for the rest of your days. That's like two steps away from being jacked into the matrix. But you got all the grind bros who, like, you know, they love their 70, 80 hour weeks. Nah, bro, the grind don't stop. I work 90 hours a week. The things that these people don't tell everyone, that don't tell all they, they don't tell all their followers on whatever, like Instagram and shit, is that those 90 hours, 50% of them are them chilling at home. 20% of them are them maybe working on their hustle, and the rest is them posting shit on the internet. All right. That 90 hours ain't shit, dog. And the people who actually work 90 hours at whatever terrible job, it's like. Want to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. I put in. I I wake up and I already got 10 hours in. Why? Because you slept for 10 hours while your Instagram reels were making money? The fuck out of here, dude. It's. Yeah. It's just. That's not a way to live. Well, I mean. (laughs) Making money in your sleep. That's definitely a way to live. What do you mean? Well, the thing is, is like, you don't really. Like, Reels and TikTok, you don't really make that much money off of that. Hey, man, I don't need a lot. <laughs> no, like, like the, the money is very minimal. Yeah, yeah, I know. Especially because, like, TikTok eventually, like, people started getting paid out less. And most people just... There's a bunch of people who were in the TikTok creator fund who quit. Yeah. They were just like, nah, I don't need to be in the fund anymore. I'll just get all the brand deals. Yeah. What kills me is the people doing the long hours who do, like, hard labor. Like, bro, you really want to destroy your body like that? Uh, ain't no, ain't no point to it. Have fun getting everything replaced when you're 50. Really want to be 60 years old, bent all the way over, staring at the floor for the rest of their life. Also to look down on people who don't work like that. Mm. Speaking of which, that actually kind of relates to the topic I wanted to talk about today, which is how things got really bizarre in the working world as far as how the different types of professions kind of look at each other. Uh, yeah, I, I I love this the uh, the indoctrination class warfare. It's like, oh man, there's several different strata of people, and we all look at each other differently. But we don't realize the only difference is the owner class and the working class. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, well, because I was kind of thinking, I was like, there was a time where things were very straightforward as far as professions and how you got into professions and just how society worked. Like, think back to the time where. You know, centuries ago where you had you know, very – it was very distinct. You had like your philosophers and educators. You had your mathematicians and scientists. You had your tradesmen and general laborers, your artists and entertainers. And along the way, you know, you had your like ruling class who had, you know, maybe a hierarchy there. And then you had your soldiers. But there wasn't the disparity in class that we have now because everybody kind of had their place. And they all kind of work together to make it work. If that makes sense. I mean, 
Yeah, but like uh, I don't want to idealize it too much because there still was strife between different strata. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like things were very distinct as far as also like the division of the different groups. Like you didn't. There were people who dabbled in everything because they had that was the only way they could survive. Like you had your specific place in, as far as professions were concerned. Right. Okay. You're saying like when, when you're saying like once you were essentially like assigned uh, strata by fate that was where you were and that's where you stayed is what you're saying yeah what like what you found your path that was your thing you know there wasn't this oh you work this job and that you hate because you're trying to work towards this other thing because there was kind of a place that made sense for you to be in this spot mm. nowadays it's like you know the artists have to do general labor just to fund their art but then they don't have time for their art because they're too busy trying to work to fund their art there's not enough people in trades because everybody was told growing up you got to go to college and then it was like wait there was another option that i would actually prefer and then there's the students who are like okay well i have to have a day job to fund my education and then your studies suffer for it because you're worn out from that day job to fund your education so like you you don't actually this this actually happened to a friend of mine um he had to work his way through uh college right yeah, and because he had to work so damn much, his grade suffered. And because his grade suffered, he he graduated with like less than a three point, and now no place will hire him because he has less than a three point. Wait, they won't hire him based on his grade point average? Yes, based on his GPA. That is just silly. That that's what I said, dude. It's ridiculous. He he spent all this money and all this time getting this education, and now he like can't do anything in that field. That's just yes, sir. That just is painful to hear. Yeah, you somehow got to spend like eight plates just to like go anywhere in this world. It's kind of ass. Oh, that just that just is insane. Your yep. grade point average. You went through all the school, and then the grade point average. You're like, nah, this one specific thing that probably shouldn't matter as much. That's the one thing we're deciding. Our <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Fate decided by a a stupid metric. Yeah, it also got me kind of thinking of uh, how academia is nowadays, you know, kind of this post-industrial age era that we're in to where, you know, people aren't going to school to learn. They're going to school to get jobs. Yeah. And that's a big maybe if you get a job. You know, the only decision in what school you're going to or what profession you're going to go into is, oh, how what makes the most money? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of unfortunate because there's a lot of cool things in school you could learn and a lot of things you could approach, but it's it's just this whole metric of it's like, oh, well, you got you to go here and then you'll get a nice job. And then there's the whole thing where it's like, oh, well, if you can't get a job, you got a useless degree. And it's like, it shouldn't be based on the degree <laughs> because there are other reasons to go to school. Everybody can't be a STEM major. True. But I think part of the issue falls with the... Uh the for-profit education industry because it's like people start oh, yeah. creating all of these all of these uh these programs and these degrees that are like oh you can give us your money and get a degree in whatever the fuck we're like what is it like there was what was it, like redditology or memeology or some shit that some university came up with it's like where the fuck are you gonna oh, use that really yes <laughs> i swear that, there's like an awesome <laughs> right but it's like what the memeology. fuck are you gonna yeah it was some crazy shit like that <laughs> But, like, what the fuck are you going to, like, how are you legally allowed to sell an education that cannot be made, that, like, you can't do anything with? In a society where they basically try to set it up 
to where you'd need an education. Honestly. That's wild memeology. That's kind of funny. But if it wasn't for profit, that would be cool. We're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars for things that we can just find information on our own. Just because they decided, well, you need to do this. You need to do all this work and get that piece of paper. Honestly. But people are finding out there also aren't enough jobs for everybody with a degree. No, but it's 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 so exhausting hearing people talk about how it's like people say it's like you know talk about how they can't get jobs and people are like oh well you should you should have just went into STEM and it's like that's not the answer, especially when those two things don't even really need degrees. I don't know, man. World don't make no fucking sense to me. But then you have the people who are like pro college because they have to justify all the money they spent on their education. They don't want you outpacing them with your success because they put in all that work. Also, like it seems like a lot of people who went through college aren't really scholars anymore. Well, I mean, define scholar. Like they kind of go through this program, but it's like they don't really they didn't really learn anything or know anything. They just did the work because they had to. Mm, that makes sense. Like it's like there there's like almost like less intellectualism nowadays. Like, like back in the day, it's like there were scholars that were revered. Now it's like somebody has a degree and it's like, yeah, there are some really smart people. But then there's people who are like, I have a degree. And it's like you talk to them. It's like talking to a brick wall. Well, I mean, I think when uh, higher education was like far more accessible many years ago, you know, when it cost a nickel. Um, right. Then, then people who were like truly interested could like pursue uh, the education without like going into six figure debt. But now that it's so cost prohibitive, you only have like the people who come from like some sort of position of privilege um, <clears throat> or opportunity, and they're not getting these degrees because they're interested. They're getting them because like there's a, a dependency on it or like a push for them to get it to to further their station in life. Yeah, kind of like how they have the Ivy League system, which is really just like a form of networking for rich kids, right? Or like the super geniuses who someone will pay for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you have to go in like thousands of dollars of debt, or you have to make it a full time job to figure out every single grant and scholarship you can get to pay for it. But then again, that's like working a full time job trying to get that. So there's still the barrier of it's like you got to do the work or pay the money. And all of it is just extreme. I saw a funny TikTok the other day where it was talking about how, you know, how there's, you know, rich kids are always the sports they do in like high school are always like tennis. Or things along that nature. Mm-hmm. And someone said it's because they're networking sports. That's why they're like, you know, on the golf team. It's so they can talk about business and other stuff like that. Well, yeah. you know, the working class kids play football so they can get permanent brain damage. <laughs> so they can so they can uh, horribly mangle their bodies for the entertainment of the masses. Yeah, I've always had this idea that like uh, football in general is just like the American Coliseum. I mean, granted, we do have like boxing and and MMA and shit, but it, it's all just a distraction. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of why I don't have any interest in watching any of it anymore. Actually, it's interesting that you say that because I was listening to a podcast forever ago. They were talking about how it almost like represents warfare. Yeah, and it's just so barbaric. And I just think contact sports aren't it. And the worst part is like a lot of the other like the non networking sports. These are the sports where parents will do anything 
to ensure that their kid has a chance to go pro so they can get rich for them one day. Mm-hmm. Even if it means like anything that would be remotely beneficial to them suffers. Yeah. It's like that scene from Coach Carter when he uh, decided a minimum grade point average for the kids to play and all the parents freaked out over it and it wasn't even that that high. I don't know. I've never seen Coach Carter. Oh, I, I haven't seen it forever. But yeah, it's like, and it really happens like that. Or, you know, teachers are expected to just pass the star athletes just because the importance of them being on the team is more than their education. But then most of these kids don't go pro because, you know, there's only so many spots on these teams. Dude, I still don't, I don't, I don't understand why it's so goddamn important. Like, why do you need the greatest high school athletic team of all time? Like, they're not going to go pro. What benefit does the school get out of it? Do they get more funding for having a really bussin' football team? Like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, sports is profitable in schools. I guess. Like, it, it makes a lot of money. I guess, but come on, dude. Oh, well, like, college athletes, it's it's they're, they're exploited. Like, they're not paid, but the schools make so much money from them playing. Actually, there's a story. There's this one... Um, very critically acclaimed documentary called Hoop Dreams. And it was about these two kids who wanted to go pro, and it was just kind of their journey in a high school team and getting into college. And they found out they couldn't play on the college team if they received royalties from the movie. Because mm-hmm. you're not allowed to be paid in any sort of professional capacity and be on the team. Hmm. Even though they're not paid while on the team. Interesting. But the school's getting paid from their likeness and their playing. School getting paid hella. Dude, I, I don't know. I feel like at the very least their education's like their education's like comped, right? If you make it on like a college football team. I mean yeah, there's a lot of places that will like, you know, do do scholarships for playing on the team. Right. Okay. Not all of them comp the full ride, but you know, you can definitely if you play a sport, you can definitely get reduced heavily. I think it should cover the full ride. So the way it was ever explained to me was um like there is there is full ride, but there are some school. It also depends on the school because I know um, my old buddy Ethan. He played for the rugby team for Davenport, mm-hmm. and he got money to go to be on the rugby team. It wasn't a full ride, but he said it was a mu- He paid much less for the education than he would have if he were not on the rugby team. So yeah, that's that's why they prioritize sports over the arts. It's because sports makes a lot of money. But yeah, you know, it's just... And sports parents can be the worst. Which I don't know if that just comes with the territory, but... Yeah, so yeah, that, that that's the reason why, you know, certain kids of certain classes play certain sports. And on that note, we'll take a quick break and be right back. <laughs> and we're back talking about how uh different positions in society have just sort of become severely obscured in the landscape of all reality mm-hmm. i don't even know if the sentence i said just made sense but we're just going with the vibe <laughs> i like this vibe <laughs> i think my favorite discourse especially <laughs> since the covid era of life is the 
the uh, pushback against sex workers amongst a certain group of people. Uh, wait, and, and wait, you talking about like um, talking about like all the dudes talking about how like sex work is terrible, like that angle. Yeah, I mean, just anybody who's just like super anti-sex work. Yeah, and it's so funny because when you look at the history of sex work, not like there's this extreme vast history, but the main reason why prostitution was made illegal was because the brothels were getting too powerful. <laughs> what? How? Is it just because they accumulated so much money or like... It's because... Well, you have to think about it. These places were ran by women. Uh-huh. Where were all the businessmen going? Law enforcement. Outsiders not in the area going to these places. They were getting... They had... Like, the owners of brothels had as much pull as politicians in their areas. Wow. And they were like, and also the money they made. And they were like, nah, we can't have that. You mean to tell me that prostitution is illegal because somebody was like, you want to fuck my whores, you got to do this. You got to pass this law. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the specifics on what kind of stuff they tried to do. You got to police this neighborhood less. Like, oh my God. Could you imagine? Somebody make HBO make a show out of that. <laughs> Yeah, I was just listening to it on a on a podcast one day, and they were talking about, yeah, they were, yeah, brothel owners were too powerful, and they were women, and they weren't trying to have that. That's fucking wild. It's like any, anything that's banned is never done in good faith, and then they try to claim it's a, oh, it's a moral thing. No, you're just mad because some people are using sex to get what they want. Yeah, yeah. I see TikToks of people like I don't know, like making jokes about their sex work that they do, and someone was like, oh, life on easy mode, and I'm like. Yeah, and I have, I don't know. I disagree, dude. Like, to it depends on like what avenue of sex work. Like, if they're just like posting shit on fucking like ugh, just posting nudes and whatnot on OnlyFans and making OnlyFans and making bank. Yeah, life on easy mode. You know, they they could sit on their fucking bed, take a picture, and pay their rent. You know, but like I don't know the like the the graphic porn industry. Nah, fuck that, dude. I wouldn't call that easy mode. Some of that shit is disgusting. I'm I'm well, yeah, I'm referring to like OnlyFans girls. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, no, the industry sucks. Like. <laughs> Basically, it's like if you could do it on your own, life on easy mode. But if like once some fucking corporate conglomerate gets its seedy little fingers into it, it's horrible. Yeah, there's like people uh, on social media like discussing their experiences and they said it's the problem is like the big studios and the agents yeah and there's like nothing in place to protect people and they even say it's like doing sex work isn't the problem it's the industry that's the problem that's why <laughs> that's why it's like when people like you know only fans saw that they saw that as an opportunity it's like okay we can do it on our own mm -hmm. but yeah people are um you know it, people get so pressed over it and i'm just like you're just mad because they figured out the cheat code. I got a question. What was OnlyFans' original purpose? OnlyFans, it was. It's just a site. It's just a site for content creators. It's just a site for content creators. Yeah, adult content just infiltrated it. Okay, that's okay. it's. It was similar to. It's, it's like, like Patreon. Yeah, it's you can find like fucking that. anything on there. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I was like, I don't know, a couple like YouTubers I watch. They're dudes, and they like they're like, yeah. Here's all my links and my OnlyFans. Subscribe below, blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro, what? Are you doing porn, or is this like? No, I've, <laughs> like I've seen videos on it, and people are saying basically it's like there's a lot of people who switch from Patreon because of like the format of the platform on OnlyFans is better. 
But yeah, there's a lot of people who don't do sex work that are on the platform. Oh no, I checked. These dudes do sex work. Oh, they, oh. <laughs> I've seen people like post like I have an OnlyFans, but it's not for that. It's for this. Oh, like there's like fitness people who do it. Like you know, people who do cooking. You think if you had an OnlyFans for something, let's call it wholesome, that like now you're ashamed to tell people you have an OnlyFans because the, the instant assumption is like, wait, what? Well. What's funny was one of the things that people would do, and this was like to kind of get around, you know, certain things, you know, so that TikTok won't take their stuff down or, you know, if they want to like buy a property or buy like certain assets, sex workers would say they're accountants. Hmm. And that there, there was somebody who said that they were an accountant, but they were in a real an accountant. <laughs> and people thought they were a spicy accountant. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm actually a real accountant. I, I, I deal with finances. Mm hmm. Why the fuck does she have an OnlyFans then? No, no, no. It's someone who didn't have an OnlyFans. Oh, okay. okay. No, it was somebody it, who said it. that they were an accountant, but like sex workers are calling themselves accountants, so they got confused. Okay. I, got, I missed a step in there, yeah. And then they're like, wait, no, no, I'm, I'm like a legit accountant. I deal with finances. That's funny. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an accountant. Oh, is this like an RP? Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, but yeah, not everybody who does an OnlyFans does sex work, and, and that's what wasn't that wasn't the intention, the direct intention of it. It was just say, hey, are you a creator? Yeah, set up a subscription service. Yeah, it's just, it just kind of popped the fuck off because of the adult entertainment industry, I guess. Yeah, and then there was that uh, whole thing where, what was it? They were trying to pressure credit card companies to not deal with. OnlyFans because of the sex work because you know conservatives mm -hmm. and a bunch of people left and they were like hold on we lost a lot of revenue got him and then they were like no you know what we're we're not doing that ban anymore yeah but it's also I mean not even just sex work like content creation in general just catches a bad rap it's like oh being an influencer isn't a real job it's like yeah this job makes real money I don't know I just I just see being an influencer as being a salesman. Except the product is different. The product is non-tangible. Well, I, I would see because uh, I remember something. Someone pulled a bunch of kids saying what like their dream jobs were, and they were putting like YouTuber, influencer, this and that. And they're like, it's so sad that kids these days don't want to like do real jobs. And it's like because they know where the bags at. <laughs> they know where the bags at, where they don't have to tear themselves apart or like be horribly miserable for the rest of their lives. Yeah, it's also cool. Like you, you look at the shit these you look at the shit these people get to do. They're like, oh yeah, so and so. like oh uh, what is it? Uh, this, dude, this YouTuber Riker, right? He he's like the most prolific uh, Diablo uh, YouTuber, the the AR, the RPG, the action RPG game. Anyways, this dude fucking like got flown out to like what was it Blizzard's HQ or some shit to like beta test content for diablo 4 like him and three other content creators got to do it and it's like hell yeah i'd i'd want to be a content creator too get early access to shit like that like behind the scenes knowledge there's this really well-known um tiktoker who discusses film and he blew up during 2020 and he was like going to premieres he got to go to the you know the oscars mm. and he's and now he's doing it full time now like, he was able to quit his job, and now he's, like, going all over the place to, like, the different conventions and all these premieres. I think there was one point where he got to interview the Russo brothers. Wow. Yeah, he's, like, you know, there's just so much going on for him. And there's a lot of TikTokers who are like that. They just have all these opportunities, 
and they just get to do whatever they want now. And I'm just thinking, it's like, yeah, here I am working a job, clocking in somewhere. Why, why would a kid see that life and want that when they see, hey, I get to do whatever I want. All I got to do is, you know, post things online. Post things online, be funny. <laughs> and the funny part is, and especially for like content creation, people don't realize the work that can be involved in it. You have to learn how to edit video and photos. I think the issue um, that pe- I think people, I think uh, content creation has a negative uh, stigma because people see the really famous content creators who have developed it to the point where that's all they do is they, you know, like uh, enjoy their video games or like talk about their favorite content or do whatever and get paid. But they don't see all the steps it took before they had the income to hire an editor and like an, a VFX person or like this, that and the other thing, you know, before they could like push the workload off onto employees. You know, at, so- at some point they were doing all this shit themselves. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like as someone who does content creation, it's not fun. I mean, it's fun, but it's 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 a lot. It's like and I don't even I haven't I don't even work on that much right now. But, you know, if I'm on a streak where I'm really productive, it's like it can be a lot, especially it's like when you have to have the right setup. It's like so some of my videos because I have a an audio interface for my phone. Mm hmm. So it's like, okay, I have the setup to where it's like I can do everything contained. So it's like it's not hard. The steps are there's less steps in it because before I was shooting stuff with a camera, then I'd throw it into an editor and have to bounce the video down and then download to my phone, upload it to Instagram. But well, now that I do the desktop uploading, so I can do that now. But now I can just record all on my phone and record direct. And my interface works pretty much with anything. So it's like I can do TikToks with like the microphone I'm on right now if I wanted to. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Also, it's like, you know, most of it is marketing. You have to be good at marketing. That's not easy. You also have to post consistently. Like, the average TikToker posts at least three to five times a day. It's like, I'm trying to post more on TikTok. That's why I'm, I'm kind of doing, like, trying to tell stupid jokes on there. Like, today, I, I, I told my joke about how I think someone should shorten Gregory to Gory. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a few views and a few likes. <sighs> That's going to be my rap name. Gory. Gory. <laughs> it fits, you know? Sounds malicious. It's part of my name. It does. You know what? That actually that actually works. Yeah. But certain individuals look down upon the kind of stuff we do. Because they suck. Nah, I don't care. And it's sad because, you know, a lot of general, like the normal professions... There's plenty of people who would love to go into certain things, but they just can't afford to because it doesn't pay enough or they just don't have the money for school. Mm-hmm. How many people want to be teachers, but, you know, we see what go what teachers go through. I think the biggest problem for teaching is that, like, getting a, getting a degree to, to become a teacher, it isn't, like, profitable until you're, like, 20 years in. So everybody, like, that wants to teach because they love kids or whatever, they do it for, like, six years and then they switch over to something else. It's like teaching teaching's fucking horrible until you've done it for a long time. Also, you don't you get like little to no support yeah. from your administration mm-hmm. and just all the stuff they go through and just the lack of resources. Yeah, there's plenty of people who'd be great teachers and could be very useful, but the system just not it just doesn't work out. And it's not even a safe job anymore. 
Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we have, like, all the school shootings and shit, but, like, even the students are beating the shit out of teachers now. Like, what the fuck? So, there was a teacher who is, who's suing a school who got shot by a student, and now they're trying to make it that so teachers can't sue and say that that should be a reasonable risk of the job. Getting fucking shot. All right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to try to start considering that a just part of the job. Then uh sounds to me like teachers should be paid as much as like uh, officers of the law are because a reasonable risk of their job is getting shot. Even though they're the ones doing all the shooting. I don't know. I, I had a conversation with an officer when I was like 16 years old, so 14 years ago. I was talking about like wages and stuff, and he was like, yeah, the starting wage in my precinct for like an officer was something like 22 an hour back then. And I was like, that's over a decade ago. That was That was good fucking money. I don't think I even knew a teacher that was getting paid that much. Yeah, there's also, it's like, I wonder how many kids would make, like, great plumbers or electricians, but then they were forced to go to school. Like, you know there's that one kid who would totally have a passion for HVAC, but his parents are like, nah, you gotta go to school and be a lawyer. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go to school, get a business degree, and become a, uh, a, a C-suite something that they created the, the job title for out of thin air. I saw this one funny post where someone was, I forgot what job they did, but it was, they were at a job and it was at someone's house. And then the dude turned to their son and was like, see, this way you got to go to school so you don't end up like this guy. And he was like, my job requires a degree. Got him. <laughs> he said he just stood there. <laughs> That's funny. Gotta go to school so you don't end up like this guy. It's like, excuse you? <laughs> this requires a master's. Like, <laughs> could, could you imagine? It gets to the point where it's like you need a fucking doctorate in like civil engineering to get an entry level construction job or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be horrible. <laughs> now, I can respect most jobs, but the minute people start like finding reasons to punch down on people for no reason because they perceive themselves to be better than, it's just like. Okay, Chad, you worked 70 hours on a construction site. Have fun, you know, destroying yourself. Some of us like to actually do things and have a life. I don't know. Every time I see some dude who's, like, in his early 20s and he's like, yeah, I work construction. It's like, yeah, he's got a house and a big dumbass truck that he shouldn't have bought. But I'm like, dude, please tell me your plan is to get the hell out of that industry. Please. He's going to be, like, 40 and be like, oh, I can't work anymore. I'm disabled. Why? Construction accident. Yeah, if it's one thing, you know, that the pandemic, or just like my entire time in the workforce is, um, yeah, I'm not meant for, I'm not meant for labor, bro. I'm an artist. Not meant to, you know, (laughs) do this, uh, this manual menial labor to make someone else money. See, I'm starting to realize that there's like, um, I hate to say it like this because it sounds like, uh, like some dystopian shit, but I feel like there's genetic, uh, what's the word? Gen- uh, genetic traits that predispose you to certain, um, career paths. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. All right. Uh, I'm not trying to sound too, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't remember it. I'll, I'll remember it in like five minutes. You don't want to sound like a eugenicist? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to sound like a eugenicist. <laughs> but I mean, like, but I mean, like, I mean, uh, like, like 
you, you know me, obviously. Like, look at me compared to, like, all of the people that I know. It's like, I'm, I'm clearly more built for manual labor or, or physical endeavors, right? Right, that I just mean, means you're built for fitness. I'm, I'm built to be strong, that's what it is. I got the frame for it. Anyways... It's like it's like yeah I am but like I'm not going to go and do that as a career. I do that shit for fun, you know. It's like you're meant to hit the gym. Universe really said, "Get strong and work." And I said, "No." <laughs> like, get strong and and chill. <laughs> you in another life you would have been a gladiator. I guess. But I'd, I'd have been one of them real lazy ones. I think there's some merit to that though because like I don't just something about like music and film just clicks with my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. There, there is the nurture component too. You know, your upbringing probably had a lot to do with it. It doesn't though. That's the wild thing. What do you mean? You weren't exposed to like the arts when you were young? No. What? I mean, maybe in school, my parents had nothing to do with it though. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, my parents were very passive in their, like, media consumption. Like, I was really the only one who ever owned movies or music. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, my my parents don't do any of the things I do. It was a genetic trigger then. Your quirk woke, uh, awakened. And my quirk? Awakened. Yeah, your quirk awakened, and then you were like, <laughs> that's it. I'm the music guy. And and then I found out I might have potential in podcasting, <laughs> which I'm I'm kind of getting good at now after three years yeah i don't know man people are weird these days i I, i'll never look at somebody that's like working at mcdonald's and be like ha you pathetic cretin you work at mcdonald's like yeah i'm still in line to get a mcdouble so like who the fuck's like losing here some people like working at mcdonald's i call guy call cap on on most of that i'm 98 percent sure no, no, I'm I'm sure there's like one psychopath who's like this is my shit. But. I think it's the people who actually like advanced in their career at McDonald's. Like they're like managers. Well, I mean, you you put anyone in any position at entry level and get them up a, cu- a couple rungs and they're going to be like, "Yeah, I actually like this shit." It's like, well, no shit. You you're doing something with it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like the person who's there because they have to and it's like they don't have a choice. Yeah, no, yeah, they don't <laughs> they don't like it. I would say there's a certain type of person who likes that. Yeah, but would you say that they're entry level? I mean, people. I, I'd say more so people who are entry level, and that's all they ever are because they don't really care. Some people like food service. Yeah, as someone who's worked in food service, there are people who, despite the chaos, love food service. Yeah, that's fair. Every time I hear about some like kitchen staff at a restaurant or something that's like got a very chaotic, hectic life, or like maybe uses drugs or some shit, and they're just like, "Yeah, dude, I fucking love it here." It's like, how? Well, the problem is it's a war zone meets an orgy. Oh. Yeah, because uh, it's not uncommon for, <laughs> you know, fighting to happen in the kitchen, everybody sleeping with each other, everybody's an alcoholic or drug addict. Yeah. yeah. It's, is that all places? No. It's a lot of places, though. That's some Caligula shit right there. Goddamn. Food service isn't for the faint of heart. <laughs> also, chef, chefs are one of those positions that attract the most sociopaths mm. and psychopaths. I've actually had experience with that. That's a story for another day. Maybe, maybe that's why I, I swore I'll never work in food service. Oh, you'd hate it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with crazy people. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we can end the episode right there. Fourth week in a row. I like this. I just I just want to fast forward to where we're doing like you know nice studio videos. Yeah. 
We should hit up John and Eric and be like, hey, can we record our podcast at Lavish? <laughs> Just in the in the back room. That'd be a kind of weird image. It would, but they, like it'd be weird, but it, people would probably find it intriguing. All right, everybody. If you want to follow us on places that I don't update ever, you follow us on social media, PNTS Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Once I actually get into a rhythm of actual productivity, I'm going to start cutting clips of the funny stuff we say and posting them everywhere. Try to get some traction because we, you know, get kind of tens of listens a month. Still, surprisingly, we actually get listens despite the lack of promotion. Uh, That's cap. That's bots. (laughs) I can actually look and see how long people have listened. Wow. Yeah, once I go into like more nuanced statistics, like if I go to directly our Spotify for podcasters page, I can find out like how long people have been listening for, like the average length people listen for. But anyway, if you want to hear me ramble about other things like movies, you can listen to my other show, The K Cut. All our socials are at The K Cut. If you'd like to hear what I do on my own time, I produce and release music under the A List Boutique Paul. Hopefully, I got a bunch of stuff that'll be coming out soon because I'm still getting used to this new schedule, but. Get ready for that. All my socials are at BTQ Paul. And unlike all my other ventures, I am on TikTok and I've started saying stupid things on TikTok to try to, you know, go viral, even though it probably won't happen. Uh, yeah. So that's the show for today, everybody. And as I like to say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling, stay hydrated. Peace.